Hello, everybody. Today, we are testing out egg tempera for the first time. If you would like to grow as an artist and you can't take an art class, we've got everything you need here at ArtProf. Critiques, tutorials, professional development, and workshops. Let's take a look at the egg tempera set that a lovely person sent me for an art supply reaction. And these are the pre-made tubes. Perhaps someday I'll get the pigment so I can make it from scratch. And so this is the set. And I was really hoping that there would be information here that would help me. But does everybody see this terrible graphic design? I cannot read this. I was really upset because it's hard to find correct information online. I was really hoping that Sennelier would give it to me and they did, but I can't read it. And I did go to their website. They had one video, but it was just a person talking. There was no demonstration. So I actually didn't find any of their resources that helpful. And somebody bought me this, which is a binding medium. This is so that way you don't have to make it from scratch. Someday I will just need to get the pigments. And somebody suggested, because I looked at a lot of tutorials online, they said that you can use a ceramic palette. They said it's very, very easy to wash. And it's good because <laughs> I've got a watercolor palette that is very busy. And I also have an acrylic palette, which is very busy. So I guess now I'm gonna have three. They did also suggest using really soft brushes. I don't have that many soft brushes and I do have a bristle brush in here. I was just curious if it's gonna work and just regular water. Let's get going. I just want to test the paint and then I'll tell you guys <clears> that this is my <laughs> sum up list from all the resources that I gleaned online, bullet points of the stuff that seemed the most important about egg tempera. So we'll go over this in a little bit. Let's just take out the tubes. And I just want to test, let's just start with blue. Okay, so does everybody see here? There's a little bit of binder in there, which is not a terrible thing. Hmm. When I just put that out, it felt like silky gouache. A nice, smooth version. To me, gouache is very chalky. This doesn't feel that way. Actually, let's just put out all the colors. By the way, tell me in the chat who here has used egg tempera before and who here has never heard of this and who here is curious, knew about it, but haven't used it yet. Oh, wow. This one had a lot of binder in it. Do you see how 
much there is. And I noticed that the blue was a little bit thicker. This one was pretty goopy. This one felt like it ran more. This one had a little more substance, but it did have a lot of binder in it. Let's try this. Oh, whoa. That is a lot of binder. <laughs> you see that? Oh my gosh, this one is like packed with binder. Jeez. Oh my God, when am I going to get to the paint? Or is it supposed to be that way? Oh no, it isn't. Oh my gosh, that is so much binder. Let's just clean that up. I don't want that going into my white. Okay, so it seems like the binder coming out varies depending on the color. Let's try the black. Okay, that one has quite a bit of binder. Okay, so Ambar is suggesting maybe shake the tubes. I don't know, the paint is pretty thick. Let me try it with the yellow. Yeah, I can't shake it, it just stays. Okay, I guess just once you get the binder out, it's probably okay. All right, let's just test these. What I am going to be painting on is hot press watercolor paper just because I want to test it. I did buy this wood panel, but it turns out you can't use acrylic gesso on egg tempera. And so what they recommend is rabbit skin glue mixed with whiting, some kind of chalk like substance and then applying that. But of course I didn't have time <laughs> to do that because I put this off a little bit too long. <laughs> and I did read that ampersand makes clay board and they said that egg tempera works pretty well on clay board, but there's so much confusing information about this. Okay, I'm just gonna start with this big brush. So we're gonna dip this into water and just have paper towels here. Let's just see how this feels. I'm going to start with the blue. Let's just see how it feels here. Okay, that flows pretty well. Hmm. It's pretty smooth. Oh, and it seems like the washes are really easy. Let me try... Wow, that was so easy to make that wash because I think it's so thin. Oh my gosh, the light washes are so easy to do. Okay, that's still a little wet. Here's the thing, I did read a not so happy review <laughs> about the Sennelier set. So it could just be that this is not the most ideal egg tempera experience. But does everybody see here? I just did a couple strokes and they already are going on top of each other as a glaze. Let me try one. Is that dry? Oh, wow. It's, is it dry? 
Oh my gosh, that dried really fast. Wow. I I'm going to try it again. Let me, let me do one that's a little bit thicker. Let's try one that's really dark. So you guys can see here, it's very silky. I guess that would be the word I would use to describe it. It's smoother than gouache for sure. All right, let's try this. Okay, let's see how long, I, I'm curious to see what's the darkest I can get this. Let's see if I can just do like, wow, it's so, it, it just glides across the paper. And I imagine if you're doing it on a panel, oh my gosh, it's, if it were fabric, it would be silk. <laughs> Is that dry? Okay, not quite dry yet. It came up a little bit. Okay, let's try this. I'm going to do more wash stuff because the whole Renaissance deal is that Oh, I already have paint on my fingers. The whole deal is that a lot of those pieces were made by cross-hatching. I don't know that I like that grain, but I feel like that might be the paper. So I want to try this, what it looks like when I go, oh my gosh, wow. That is so... Oh my gosh, do you see? It doesn't mess up the lower layer at all. Let me hold this up. It does seem like you don't wanna glop on a lot. It seems like you just need a small quantity. Let's see. Oh, I am liking this a lot. Just because I'm, I'm so into transparency. Like you can really, wow, this is going to be really good for crosshatching. Let me go over it again. Oh my gosh, I can see why. Wow, this is like going to be amazing for crosshatching because I never thought about crosshatching as being a paint thing. I always thought about cross-hatching as being more a drawing thing. Let, let me just layer it up. Let's do one that's really heavy cross-hatching. Do a lot of lines. Oh my gosh, it does cross-hatching so well. Wow. Okay. Does everybody see that? Wow. I guess it just, because I would never be able to do this with watercolor. I guess I could, but it doesn't feel like watercolor would be very efficient because this is drying so fast. When I'm doing the wash, let, let's try one where I do the wash. I'm going to try the cross hatching immediately. Okay, so there's some strokes. Let's see. Okay, I probably didn't wait quite long enough. It probably needs another minute. 
but wow, it dries so fast. Okay, let me just, okay, let's try this one. Yeah, it's like if I give it 30 seconds. I am liking this a lot, you guys. Look at how incredibly sensitive that is. I am liking this. This is very nice, you guys. Give me one second, everybody. I'm going to get a box to put this up higher so everybody can see better. So just give me a minute. I know exactly where the box is. At least I think I do. Okay. This will just make it easier because it seems like a lot of the things I'm doing right now are so small. Okay. And actually, before I get into more, let's see what people are saying in the chat. Welcome, Zach. I'm so glad it's your first live. If this is your first live or one of your first few lives, let me know in the chat. Yes, 7A. I went to the Sennelia website and they have a video. But he's wrangling a chicken. I guess I didn't watch that far because <laughs> what I did is I, I scrubbed through the video to see if there's any actual painting and there wasn't. It was just him talking. And I found that the vast majority of egg tempera videos are talking about the history of egg tempera, which is fascinating, but it's not practical for learning the painting part. There are also a lot of videos on how to make it from scratch, which, oh my gosh, seeing this now, now I want to try it <laughs> with a real egg. But I didn't find a lot of videos that really talked about this. I did find one video that was really trying to recreate a Renaissance painting, like they were doing a master copy I did find another one that was a little bit more painterly, but there's not much. Very, very sparse content. In terms of the painting, and a lot of the painting that I did see, it would either be a time lapse or somebody painting something, but they weren't really explaining very much. Ooh. It's just very, very smooth. Let, let me test it against watercolor. Hang on a sec. I'm just very curious because I want to see how it feels different compared to the watercolor, uh, egg tempera. And I'll come back to comments in a little bit. Okay, so let's try a darker watercolor. Let me label this stuff so I don't forget. So this part is egg tempera. And let's do watercolor up here. There we go. Okay, that's pretty dark. Trying to feel like the difference is 
how it feels in your brush. You, you can see, you can get sort of similar effects. Let's try one that's really, really light. I think the difference is the dry time. Also, it feels like the layers of the egg tempera separate more when I go over, it, it just glides over. Here with the watercolor, I can sort of feel the strokes underneath. Yeah, and so the layers in between are not remotely as set. I feel like when I put down a layer here, it sort of immediately sets itself. And then when I put stuff on top of it, all right, let me just go back to this for a second. And actually, let's do some red. I want to try the red over. Yeah, and even on the palette, it feels much smoother. Okay, let's try some of the red. over the blue. Oh gosh, I think I'm going to like this because it's all about layering and transparency. And I have to imagine that a homemade recipe is probably way better. It just seems like it's so delicate. Let me try one that's a lot thinner, like one that's really, really light. Wow. Okay, I, I like this, and I didn't think I would, really, because, I don't know, maybe I can blame this on some of the tutorials, but everything I see with egg tempera is really either recreating something from the Renaissance or just hyper-realistic paintings. Let's try the red at full strength. Let's see how that goes. Yeah, I just feel like the line it makes has a crisper edge. So if you look at, okay, so this is watercolor. And yes, you have the strokes. And I'll take photos of this later in the Discord. But does everybody see the edge of the egg tempera? It's just way more delicate. It's sort of like a really refined watercolor a super smooth watercolor that dries almost instantly. I mean, I happen to like the dry time because if this is how quickly it dries, I could see that the cross hatching would work extremely well. Also, I just did these lines, like that's so thin. It's, it seems like you really could do extremely, let, let me try one at the bottom. Let's try one that's like super crazy thin lines. Actually, I think I need more wash. It's a little bit too dark. Let's see. Okay, that's too much water. And it does seem, unlike watercolor, it is better to use just very little. Yeah, this this was way too much water. Ah. Oh, I like this, you guys. at that. It's so light. Let's see what people 
are saying in the chat. Sal is asking, is egg tempera similar to gouache? From what I'm feeling, it's nothing like gouache. Gouache just feels so chalky. This is way silkier than the gouache. It's just a more slippery material. And I, I like it. I mean, I don't really like gouache that much, and I like this way better. But that's, again, my personal preference. By the way, everybody, look at these cool postcards that Sal, who just asked the question, sent me. There's another one. I don't know where I put it. But isn't this just the sweetest thing? I, I just love snail mail. That's not a bill. I mean, this is just so sweet of you, Sal, to send this to me. So thank you. It's just the nicest thing because people don't really write postcards or letters anymore. And it just made me so happy. So thank you so much, Sal, for sending that to me. Drawing time, I'm going to estimate like 15 seconds. It's pretty fast. Like I wouldn't crosshatch over things immediately, but especially if the lines are... Okay, so that did smudge. But I mean, I did it like right away. I feel like if you wait, let, let's see. Okay, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, it's dry, five seconds. But that was very thin. Let's try one that's a little bit darker. See what the dry time is on this one. Okay. Okay, so one two, three, four, five. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like, okay, I was wrong. It, it's like five seconds. That's what it is. Oh my gosh. The cross hatching nerd in me is going to be so happy. By the way, who here has done cross hatching and tell me if you like it. Cause cross hatching is hard. It's really not an easy material. All right, let's try some of the other colors. How about, oops, too much stuff in here. I got to wash my brush. Okay, let's try the yellow. Try pretty, let, let's make it dark first. And then we'll see what that looks like. I feel like if I made it, I bet you anything, it would be even smoother. And I bet if I used it on a panel. So it seems like what I'm doing right now actually is not as soft as it probably would be. Let's try a yellow that's a lot darker. So I'm actually understanding now why they recommended the ceramic dish because the ceramic dish is so smooth and on plastic, I wouldn't get that. And so I feel like I agree with that choice to do that. Yeah, actually the, the paper sort of bothering me a little bit because it's not super smooth. Now I'm wishing I had bought clayboard. I'll have to try it, but yeah, that's okay. This is just my first time testing. I didn't really want to get a really nice board for something like this because I needed to test it out. 
it seems silly to get a board for something like this. Okay, let's try let's try the black. Okay, let's try one that's sort of medium. Yeah, now that the, the texture of the paper is now starting to bother me because I feel like it would be way better on a nice smooth panel. The gray, black, is pretty warm. It almost looks like brown compared to the other things. Let me try one that's really dark. Let's get one that's really thick. I'm just curious what that looks like. Oops, way too much. Well, let's try something that's not cross-hatching. Whoops. Oh. That's interesting, like dry brushing it. I wonder what, if I can activate it like a wash. Okay, so it looks like it does pick up. Like if I scrub, that is gonna pick up a bit. Let me try some different strokes on the other side of the paper. Let's see what that looks like. Okay, again with the black, let's try. I'm curious what happens if I try to blend it a little. But see, it doesn't totally blend immediately. I mean, you can, but I feel like this would be better in watercolor. So here, you can see I can pick it up, but the original mark is still in there. So this would be better with watercolor. I don't feel like it's working very well with this. Let's try some strokes. So these are really wet. I put a lot of water into this. I mean, it does work well as a wash, but I guess because I like cross hatching so much, it's so good at cross hatching. Oh my gosh. It's amazing for cross hatching. Gosh, I feel like this would be very meditative because that's the thing. Cross hatching really is a meditative version. Let's see what else people are saying. Harisu saying, you know any vegan alternatives to egg temper paint? I don't know. I didn't look that hard into the making of it because I knew this demo was just going to be the painting part. Ginny says, we used to use either watercolor or temper in art class in elementary. Didn't know there was a difference. The temper paint, at least the one that typically you see in elementary school classrooms, I don't know a lot about how it's made, but I'm guessing it's not made from eggs <laughs> because that temper paint is very goopy and very thick. 7A says, I wonder why the acrylic surface 
doesn't work? Does it need an absorbent surface like watercolor, perhaps watercolor ground? Yes, I did see some stuff about watercolor ground, but again, I didn't get any definitive <laughs> information. I mean, I felt like I, I just was looking through all these articles and it was just people going on and on about these things. And I was like, listen, I just want a bullet list. So actually I did make a bullet list for you guys. These are the things that I found were the most important. The rigid panel, again, something like this, which has a cradle on it. You can't use acrylic gesso. And yes, 7A, I believe the reason is because the acrylic gesso is not absorbent enough. So I guess the egg tempera doesn't adhere very well. Dries very fast. We figured out five seconds. <laughs> and somebody else said a lot of layers, 10 to 15. It can reactivate itself. But again, I don't feel like it's that good at that. So here, now that it's dried, that initial swoop, you can still see it. Like I tried to activate it, but I couldn't get it all the way back. Whereas with watercolor, I really could just lose that initial stroke. I don't feel like it works very well with the egg tempera. Cross-hatching, great. Clay board made by ampersand is a good surface. Soft brushes and ceramic palette. I mean, I feel like you'd be fine with any other palette, but I do like the way the ceramic palette feels in the brush. And that's really what I use to evaluate paints is how does it feel in my brush? Does it feel smooth? Does it feel chalky? It feels very different than gouache. Like I would say this is much closer to watercolor than it is to gouache. Gouache just has a totally different feel to it. And, oh, Myrtle, welcome from South Africa. Just found us a few months ago. How many people found us in the past year? We have people who have been following me since, oh my gosh, 2016. I mean, we were not making good videos back then, but we have people who've been around for a long time. Or actually, everybody tell me, how long have you been following us? Approximately. That would be fun to hear when people discovered us. Yeah, Rowan Beth, I can't imagine it really has egg <laughs> They said that actually with egg dumpra, you really have to clean up because, oh dear, have you guys ever smelled a rotten egg? Ugh. <laughs> I'm so glad, Anali, that you got to sit down. For real, if I didn't have these streams or if I did not have what is now our Open Studios Club, I really think I would not be doing the stuff I'm doing. It's just so hard. There's so many other things that I think, oh, well, generating revenue and making sure our budget is working always feels way more important than the painting. But as we all know, this is what keeps us going. Yeah, I, I wasn't feeling, Carolyn, that I would want to make work like this because everything I read about it online, it just made it sound so tedious which was not very appealing to me. But now that I've tried it, I am seeing, okay, it is tedious. <laughs> I will agree with that, but it's fun tedious. <laughs> because to me, cross-hatching, it's a lot like knitting. 
it just itty bitty little actions that all add up to being one thing. And that is very different than if I'm painting and trying to do something gestural and deliberate. This, this is really meditative in that way. Cool. Wiley does a lot of cross hatching. Massimo loves cross hatching. Haven't tried it on paint. Yeah, I always did it with pencil or charcoal pencil. And it, it really is quite easy. I, I was sort of worried that with paint, I wouldn't be able to get that kind of control with the brush. But now that I'm seeing, number one, it's so silky. Number two, it dries so fast, sort of resolves that problem. Oh, Yupo. Maybe, maybe you should try it. You guys want to try it? Let's do it. Okay, hang on. I'll be right back. <laughs> I know exactly where my Yupo paper is. Wow, I know where stuff is today. I do have a little Yupo paper. Oh, yeah, here it is. And I'll come back to comments in a little bit, but actually here's what we have. We have Yupo paper and I also have that mineral paper. So let's try both of them because I'm very curious. Okay, so this is Yupo. I'm gonna label these so everybody can see. Yupo paper. And this is the mineral paper. So the mineral paper, it's very thin. Like, does everybody see how thin that is? This is not thin. This is, I mean, this is the thickest Yupo paper they have. They have Yupo paper that's thinner. Okay, let's try that. Oh, I probably should put the white behind it because now we can see underneath. Okay, let's try again. How about let's try the red? Whoa, that is crazy smooth. Oh my gosh. Okay, how long did that? Okay, that did smear. I mean, that's a pretty big smear compared to what I had on the paper. Maybe because it's not absorbent. What happens? Let, let me do some cross-hutch strokes. Let me see. Oh my gosh, it activates right away. Okay, so that's smearing. Yeah, that that's real. Okay, so it's the absorbency, as you can see, is pretty important. So I would say Yupo paper is not good for it, unless you want to do something super washy. Let's try something like that. Let's see. Ugh, I don't like that it... I mean, that's probably, <clears throat> this I'm sure is just grease for my hand, but do you guys see how it's not perfectly smooth? I mean, they're nice, but because it's so smooth, yeah, okay, so here you really can just, yeah, you can totally get rid of it. Yeah, I don't feel like I'd want to use it on Yupo. Let's try the mineral paper. I assume the mineral paper will be something similar. Let's actually mix a color. So let's do some blue. And how about let's get a 
puddle of green in there. It's got a little more water. Okay, so again, this is the mineral paper. Yeah, it's sort of like the Yupo. Let me try some paper towel over it. Let's see. Yeah, it's just like the Yupo paper. I can just totally get rid of things. Yeah, totally. Okay, so now we know why the absorbency is so important. I want to try some of this green on top. So yeah, it seems like your brush can't be loaded up with water. You want it to be fairly thin. So I would not use it like watercolor in that sense. I, I feel like, I mean, like, yeah, I can do that. I'm just really into the crosshatching. It's just, oh, it's so good for the crosshatching that I, I sort of feel like I wouldn't want to use it like this. I'm sure you can, obviously. But this is just so good. So to me, the special talent of the egg tempera is very much the hatching. I mean, I did see somebody, let me show you what I saw somebody do in a video. I saw somebody do this where they just sort of added strokes like that. That's all bleeding together. I mean, I could just sit here and do this all day. Wow. Like that's a really beautiful moment, that red right over the gray. And it also, I'm assuming depends on the brush I have. I don't know that this brush is fantastic for this. If I got like a really nice thin brush, although I do have this one. Let's try this. This is now my favorite brush. Let's see how this one performs on top. Again, let's do the red. Yeah, I don't like this brush for this. I think this is not good. I think the other brush is better. So probably I need a brush like this. If you look at this one, it has a pretty good tip. I don't even know where I got this brush. I feel like I didn't even buy it. Probably it was just sitting in a canister somewhere. It's probably from like 20 years ago. Oh, I like this, everybody. Let's see what people are saying in the con the chat. We also have four years. Wow, Ophelia, amazing. Dom says eight months, four years. George, Chrissy, two years. One year from Uma, Damien, two years. Yeah, a lot of people found us during the pandemic. I mean, I hate to say this, but we really benefited from everybody staying at home. And that's when our numbers really started to go up. That was a big turning point for us. I hate saying that, but it's true. 
Michael's asking, I thought egg tempera was used in iconography. It is. If you look at Renaissance paintings by Botticelli, I feel like Duccio did some, but I could be wrong. But in history, that's where you typically see it. But then the other person who's very well known for egg temper is Andrew Wyeth. So if anybody here wants to look up Andrew Wyeth Helga, you'll find he did so many egg tempera portraits of her. And most of them are in egg tempera. And then there's that really famous Wyeth painting, Christina's World. I think it's an egg tempera. Somebody go confirm. But I don't think I want to look at Andrew Wyeth right now. <laughs> because He's just so good. And Ginny says 2016, Bulgaria is where Ginny is from. And Cypherian says use egg tempera for like a paper mural laid it on thick, but I don't know, it's the first time I used it. I think you can go thick with this, but it's one of those things where I just don't feel like that's what egg tempera is made for. I feel like if I wanted to paint thick, I'd be much happier in oil or acrylic. Paper Light Boy says, I got to use egg tempera this past Wednesday. Cool. Mineral pigments with egg yolk and water as a dilutant. And the really important bit to keep in mind is that you need to wait for it to be fully dry before going in with new layers. And it's still used in Byzantine iconography. Layers need to be thin. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's like the thinner you can make it the well first of all the faster it's going to dry so i feel like i wouldn't want to load up my paint my brush with a lot of paint or water i i think it should be like very minimal amounts of water and that probably would work best because i find it's working better for me when it dries quickly oh i want to try the white i haven't tried the white yet so let's do some red over here and let's get in some white and actually oh you know what i should do let me tone the paper because i think that would be nice to see how that works i'm gonna just tone something here and then i'll put white on top so okay let's do a red wash and i'll let that dry and then we'll put something white on top. Yeah, does everybody see the red going over the gray? Like the gray is so solid. I don't feel it moving at all. I feel like in watercolor, I would. So this lifts, but it only lifts to a certain degree. It doesn't lift all the way. Okay, that's gonna take a minute. I think I used too much water. <laughs> I don't know. I think this is way easier than I thought it would be. I guess I just, you look at those Byzantine paintings and they're so complex. It just makes it look really difficult to do. I, I mean, no doubt it is difficult to do, but as far as just picking it up and trying it, it doesn't seem difficult in that sense. I guess I always thought there were all these special supplies and everything, but not really. I mean, you can totally just pick this up and use it like watercolor. Okay, so Myrtle says Christina's world, tempera, and gesso. 
And Alexandria is asking environmental impact of egg. How about toxicity? Any downside aside from not vegan? I didn't read anything about toxicity. Maybe if you're using a pigment like cadmium. I don't think this one's cadmium though. I think this is just a, oh, this is alizarin crimson. Okay. Really? That's alizarin crimson? I don't feel like that's alizarin crimson. Alizarin crimson is a lot more purple. Oh, I feel misled. <laughs> Actually, I'm curious what the other, okay, so this one is lemon yellow. Yeah, I'd say that's lemon yellow. And then this one is ultramarine. Yep, I'd agree with that. This is ivory black. I don't really think about black much. So I'm sorry to say I don't care what black. And this is titanium white. Okay, they're all pretty accurate. I, I think the, the lizard and crimson, no, 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 too pink. I think it should be more purple. Okay, so this is now dry. And we're going to try some... I'm going to try a, a light green. Oh, weird. This one is not, this one's a little thicker. It's not as runny. Actually, I'm curious what it might look like. I think I have it too thick, but I'm going to just put it on thick anyway to see. Ooh. Oh my gosh, that's really nice. Okay, let me make it a little bit thinner. Because actually, I have been doing a lot of white glazing. Let me see if I have... Because I think this is pretty interesting. Hang on, it's on my table. Some of you may have seen this painting that I did. This is for the Dune 2 movie poster, but it's small. This is just the painting study. But you can see up here, this is all white glaze. This is acrylic ink over watercolor. And I'm, I've just been really into white glazes lately. Okay, let's try. Oh, weird. It's Okay, so it seems like maybe with the white, maybe you have to build up the opacity. Well, let me mix in a little green and let's just see how that looks. So maybe you shouldn't try to make it opaque right away. Maybe you have to build it up. Build in a little more color in here. Because when I try to put it on thick, I guess if you want to make it opaque, you just go over it many times because even here as it dries, oh, it dries darker, everybody. Like I'm watching it. I can see it drying right in front of me and I can see that it got a lot darker. Let me see if I, if I put another layer on top, if it becomes more opaque. Okay. Yeah. So I would say if you want to make something opaque, probably not good to try to make it opaque in one layer. Make it opaque in several layers. Hmm. Let me try that again. I'm going to just add more. Let's just add a straight white on top. 
Okay, this is pretty thick white. Let me see if I try to put on like really thick white, how that works. It's pretty thick. Oh my gosh, you can you can see it drawing right in front of you. Yeah, it definitely darkens. Yeah, I don't think I like it like this. I think it's much better when there's water and there's flow and you build it up slowly. That seems to be the thing is that building things up incrementally gives you the control. So if you're used to just getting something done in one layer, this probably isn't a good material for that. Okay, let me build up some white on some of these areas down here. Oh my gosh, I, I watched that dry so fast because it's so absorbent. So you guys can see up here. I need more water. I, I don't think I like it when it's got no water. Okay, that's not even showing up. I think I need more white. I don't feel like I like this for dry brushing. I mean, you could, but I'm not that into it. Okay, I, I, I'll have to film this for you guys later, but I could see as I painted it, it was getting darker. Definitely need more water. I'll have to make a short that sums this stuff up because there's a lot here. I, I was just frustrated with a lot of the articles and videos because there's a lot of information that wasn't helpful. I'm like, get to the point. <laughs> yeah, I don't really like the white that much. And I was thinking earlier that it would be nice to have a tone, but now I'm sort of changing my mind because the white doesn't really look that good on top of the tone. Yeah, I don't think I would tone it because I usually do. For painting, I usually paint the whole thing burnt sienna or something. But I think this, I wouldn't want to do that. I think this, I would start with white and build up the layers. Alexandria is asking water cleanup. Yep, nice and handy for a home studio. Tell me in the chat, who here thinks we've enabled them to go to the store and pick up some egg tempera? <laughs> or tell me if we have been responsible for some of your art store purchases. <laughs> we are very bad art supply enablers. So tell me in the chat if that has been the case. Oh, Damien had to do a copy of Christina's world. That, that's not a painting I would like to copy. <laughs> okay, so Paper Light Boy says, only the pigments carry the risk of being toxic, not so much the mediums or dilutants. There wasn't any scary language on the packaging. Let me see if it says anything about things being super toxic. I don't think there was course if I could read their freaking package. Oh my gosh, I can't read. I mean, let me see if the 
tubes have anything on them. Okay, there is a big exclamation point. God, I cannot read this, you guys. I'll have to take a look later. I need my reading glasses. I've become a little old lady. Okay, so Paper Light Boy says, white pigments in egg tempera are super transparent, a lot like the acrylic ink you used. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling, that it's not a nice thick opaque white like you would have in acrylic or oil. Yeah, I saw that big... <laughs> what is that? What is this? I cannot see. It looks like a fish with a tree. I cannot read this, everybody. I'll have to look it up later. So Carolyn says... Mona Lisa was a combination of egg tempera and oil. I didn't know that either. I thought it was just an oil painting. Paper Light Boy says, egg tempera was definitely frustrating to use as I was accustomed to watercolor. Well, that makes me think that maybe I should mix the two. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, egg tempera with watercolor? Because then I could get the washi stuff. I'm just sort of thinking, how would the egg tempera? Let's try it. I've got my watercolor stuff. Let me try. A... I'm going to get a new sheet of paper. I just am wondering what this would look like. Let's get a nice blue wash. Okay, so this is watercolor. I can already see it doesn't dry remotely as fast. As watercolor. Yeah, like that's still pretty wet. I feel like the egg temper would have dried by now. I feel like maybe, or maybe the opposite would be better. Maybe if I did the egg temper first, I could put watercolor over it because then the egg temper would be more stable. Actually, that makes more sense to me. Okay, let's try it. If I have, let's say, let's just do some strokes over here. Okay, so here I'm going to write watercolor first. And this is egg temper first. Okay, so that, yeah, the watercolor doesn't dry that fast. Let's do the watercolor over the egg tempera. Okay, I'll do something like, hmm, I'll do blue, same blue. Oh, that doesn't mix very well. Yeah, the watercolor, I, I mean, it's okay, but I feel like I'd rather use egg tempera. I feel like it's, I don't know, the watercolor, it feels almost coarse compared to the egg tempera because the egg tempera is so smooth. Yeah, I don't think I like that. Let's put the egg tempera over the watercolor and let's see how that works. But I'm feeling right now like I wouldn't like to combine them.
It's okay. I feel like if I did do this, I would do watercolor first. But again, it's like I could easily get that in egg tempera. So I'm not feeling like the watercolor is bringing very much, except just being really slow to dry. So I feel like, yeah, I think I would just do straight egg tempera. I think that would be better. So it seems like you, you can do similar effects in egg tempera, but I, I just want to do it with its best talents because another thing is because it dries so fast, the marks that you make, they're, they're crisper. I feel like watercolor sort of has more time to be absorbed and this just like dries immediately. Oh, those are some nice strokes. I like this a lot. Yeah, I'm going over this right away. It's it's amazing. So I guess this is like if you're a watercolor painter, but you're super impatient like me, this is perfect because I'm so impatient that I actually paint with a <clears throat> blow dryer. <laughs> and it's not making the paper as wet. Sometimes with watercolor, it gets really wet. I was actually worried about using paper for this because I was worried it was going to get all wet and buckly, but it's not at all. It's, it's so dry and dries so fast, gets absorbed quickly that there isn't really room. Let me double check. Yeah, there's, there's like no, there's no buckling here at all. The only place it's buckling is up here, but this is like perfectly flat. So that makes me think that paper is actually okay. I mean, obviously for longevity, I feel like the panels would be better. Alexandria is saying, will you do a project with egg, like real egg, would be interesting to see you use it in the wild. Well, <laughs> there is egg temper pigments on my art supply reactions list. So if you guys go to artprof.org, just type in art supply reactions, you'll find my Amazon wish list because I did put a bunch there and I do want to try it, but I also want to try this binding medium. Maybe this one's not as stinky. I mean, using a raw egg. <laughs> Let's see. Samai, two and a half years. Excellent. I love hearing your art prof, how we met <laughs> story. AA is asking, do the colors mix well on paper? Should you only layer them? You can. Let me just try something here. <clears throat> Let's try a gradient. How about <clears throat> red? Let's do red here. And then let's try to blend some blue into that. So if I do that and then I take a brush... Yeah, I mean, it looks like you can blend them, but it's not easy to get it super smooth because it dries so fast. So I would say if you want a nice smooth blend, you're probably better off with something like, okay, so up here, you can see it in the reel. I just posted it, I think yesterday, but what I did is I put down the acrylic ink and then I took a clean brush and sort of scrubbed it like this 
and that let it sink into the atmosphere. This one's not very good at it. So you can, but I don't. So I think <clears throat> if you're trying to blend it, most people want the blend to be pretty smooth. This is not smooth. It's, it's sort of weird and yeah, not so great if you want to get something really well blended. <clears throat> and ha, we hooked you on to Karen Dash Neocolor ones. Oh, so Paperboy Light says the workshop involved only using the egg yolk water mixture as a dilute knife, not tried adding water on its own. Oh, so you were using egg plus water as the dilutant. I bet that's better because I'm guessing the egg yolk probably makes it even smoother, I'm guessing. Okay, so Paperboy Light, thank you so much for all the information, by the way. The water in the yolk actually made the paint dry a bit slower. What ended up happening as I built up layers is some didn't dry fully and lifted when I applied them, which was so frustrating. Yeah, I don't like that about gouache. I like this better, I think, because for me, it's just that separation of the various colors I'm finding very handy. But you can see on the palette, I can totally re-wet things. So I could just keep this palette and it would be fine. Oh, that's fun. Do you guys see what I just did? So what I did is I started nice and thick and then I sort of pressed hard and it made a really nice stroke. Oh, oh my God, that feels really good. Look, look at those washes. Don't they look wonderful? They're so smooth. So that, I guess, is the takeaway, is that egg, egg tempera is so smooth. And I bet you anything is even better on panel. I feel like I'm having a somewhat flawed experience. It's a really smooth wash. You see that? Oh, beautiful. Uma says, would the colors blend better if water was put down on the paper first? I don't know. Let's try it. Okay, let's put just straight water on top. I'm going to make it pretty wet. Let's try the blending again. So let's get the red. Okay. Let me see if I can blend it into the blue. I mean, it's better, but I just feel like I keep picking up the paint that's underneath. And so it's not easy to get a good blend. Maybe some people who are more skilled than me can do it, but yeah, it keeps picking up. So it's taking a darker value. Do you guys see how it's making things lighter as I paint? I like it way better. Like it's so crisp. I, I'm really, really happy about how crisp it is. It's just 
the most beautiful sharp edge that I don't think is so easy. It's like way sharper than watercolor. Actually, let me try some cross hatching with the watercolor just as a comparison. Try that. Okay, so let's try watercolor cross hatching. All right, let's see. Yeah, the watercolor doesn't absorb as quickly. It, it's that that temper dries super fast and absorbs right away. And so it gets it nice and solid and crisp. This is taking much longer. So you can cross hatch with watercolor, but I'm just feeling like it doesn't dry as fast. So the edge is not as crisp. So this is watercolor. <laughs> 7A has a lot of Googling to do afterwards. We are doing registration for our March and April workshops. That registration is due this Friday. Don't delay. We do have some spots left. Join our Open Studios Club. This is super fun. It's a hangout, super casual. Make art together in real time and make art friends. We will be having a Discord chat, meet in the post live streams channel. Join our Patreon group. You can share your art in weekly voice sessions, get really long critiques from me, and most of all, make art friends. Artcraft has services, arts calls, portfolio critiques, statement editing, and personal art curriculums. Everybody, thank you so much for watching. I'll see you next time. Bye.